Peak Wealth Management proudly presents Finding True Wealth with certified financial planner Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary Jim Pilot. Nick and Jim believe by making simple, good financial decisions, you can retire with confidence. And now let's turn it over to your hosts, Nick and Jim. Welcome, welcome everyone to episode 96 of the Finding, no, the Retire with Confidence podcast. My name is Nick Hopwood. And I'm Jim Pilot. And this is going to be five, uh, is it four or five? It's four or it's five four, questions. Four and a half, yeah. Four, we, we four and a half questions to ask your financial yeah. advisor <laughs> when you're interviewing, right? Yeah. But I got this dog here. This is Bursley. And he's here with us today because he's the newest staffer at Peak. Um, Bursley, look this way. Can you say hi? He needs a haircut, okay? But um, he's here. He's going to be on the website soon. Ashley's going to take care of putting him on the website. He's going to have his own profile shot. Yeah, he deserves so it. We thought he can... He's a staple in the office. Yeah, he's here like four or five days, <laughs> four and a half days a week. Yeah, right? For sure. So be on the lookout for the newest uh, employee, who's Bursley. Also, let's talk about the Christmas party. So, you know, this year, due to obvious reasons, the Christmas party, unfortunately, is canceled. So we're going to take the money that we would spend on the Christmas party, make a donation to the Northville Civic Concern for 5,000, helping the uh, local community, people who are in need. And we got the big check. But uh, today is only November 16th, so the check's not good yet. Yeah, a couple more Didn't weeks. notice that. Yeah, <laughs> we'll drop it off in a couple weeks. <laughs> I like the big check though, it's like Happy Gilmore. Right? Absolutely. So stay tuned for more information on that, and hopefully next year we'll be back to normal with events. Okay. Uh, hey, I wanted to ask you. With we're in pause mode now. Like I said, today's the sixteenth. Mm-hmm. The pause goes for three weeks. How does that affect volleyball? Well, unfortunately, volleyball's done anyway. My daughter's team was um, on a good run. They won their district and they made it all the way to the regional finals, but uh, lost the other day. So it it affects. It doesn't affect her team as much, but all of the fall sports. Swimming, football, volleyball—they all are on pause as well. Nobody's uh, finishing, so it's got to be kind of heartbreaking for those kids that you know. Especially everybody always thinks of the seniors, but having this one shot to, to win a se- uh, you know a, a state title and uh, having uh, all the events paused like that. But the, the idea is that they'll be unpaused, right, at some point. Uh, I would assume you know that that would be the, the you, hope and the intent. You know, even if. Normally, the state championship is in November. Maybe it could be in February, right? Yeah, I suppose. I think that the MHSEA is trying to keep that open as an option. But that would be great. We'll see. That would be definitely great. So, yeah. wait. So, regional finals, is that like Elite Eight? Like, as you're going through uh, the bracket? Yeah. If they would have uh, won, there's eight eight left now. Yeah. So, they so made they it to the Sweet 16. Sweet 16, pretty, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Yeah. It was cool. It was a fun, fun year. Okay, so let's get into the topic at hand. Uh, questions to ask your financial advisor. Mm-hmm. Um, this pretty much has everything to do with fees, right? <laughs> it's it's others, a lot of it, yeah. yeah. Fees and value. So it's based off this article that we found on CNBC. Uh, heavy on fees, but there are other things as well. Mm-hmm. But but what is the first question? Uh, first question is asking the advisor how they're compensated. How do you get paid? Yeah, how do you get paid? Okay. So what's our answer? Um, I think <laughs> that it's important to know. I mean, there's there's really two different strategies, right? There's commission based, or there's a, a fee for management. 
right? And we, we go along with the fee for management. You know, back 20 years ago, this used to be a very important point. Yeah. But it's very rare, very seldom do we find anyone who's in the commission business anymore. Mm -hmm. If you do find that person, then it's an obvious tell, in my mm -hmm. opinion. But it, it seems to me that anytime we're competing, mm -hmm. right, where, where we have someone who's coming in and they're looking, they're interviewing us and interviewing other people, mm -hmm. it's almost always fees. It is much more common. Everybody's kind of going towards that business model. But I think why it's so important is what is the incentive, right? If you are on a commission-based model, right, every time I uh, recommend something, I'm I, I, I'm compensated, right? So I'm incentivized for making these transactions. So the suspicion is, well, is this recommendation in my best interest as the client or my best interest as the advisor? So you're, you're touching on the fiduciary topic, yeah. which, which I believe in, and we've set up our business model as fee-based fiduciaries. Mm -hmm. You know, fiduciary means that any recommendation that we do is always in the client's best interest. Mm -hmm. And so the best way to do that is with a fee-based compensation model, meaning that if I call you and say, I think we should make this change, I make the same either way. Right, doesn't right? impact our, com our uh, compensation at all. Right. right, I'm making this recommendation because I think it's smart for you, knowing your circumstances. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the other thing about commissions versus fees, this is a story I used to tell, because this used to come up quite a lot, okay? Mm -hmm. Because we were on fees and we were taking business away from people who were on commissions. And I would ask, I would kind of maybe tell the story and ask you, you know, if you were gonna climb Mount Everest, right, the highest, tallest mountain on earth, mm -hmm. you know, would you want to pay all the money to the Sherpa at the bottom of the hill, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. at the first checkpoint, or do you want to pay as you go? Yeah. And the obvious answer is, well, I want guidance all the way to the top and back yeah. down. <laughs> right. So I want to pay as I go. Yeah, that's a great illustration, right? Because now if, if you're hand in hand or, you know, arm in arm with this this guy, you are on the same page, right? You both have a common goal. Yeah. Right. And that's uh, a really good visual for, for the way that we set up uh, our business here. The other thing that I used to say was, uh, you know, if you are hiring a kid or whoever to mow your lawn, are you going to pay them all the money for the summer on May 1st? Yeah. Or are you going to pay them each week or each month? Right? right. As long as they keep doing a good job, they'll keep earning the business. And That's right. Everybody's interests are aligned. Yeah. If I if I pay the kid down the street to m all the money on May 1st, he's not coming back. Yeah. He's <laughs> right? not trimming every week. That's for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So the second question is, when? When does your advisor get paid? Yeah, and maybe I jumped the gun a little bit because it kind of touches on what we just talked about. If you're on a commission-based model and you are, and I'm encouraging the clients to make these changes where I'm going to be compensated by the commission and paid immediately, uh, that's a red flag in my opinion, right? As opposed yeah. to, you know, the model we have where we're we're uh, collecting those, we're billing quarterly. So every quarter, you know, is, is when uh, we run billing and the fees come through. And hey, one thing on that. And this is kind of something that's newer. I'm, I'm excited about this. If you have you know, an IRA and a, a Roth IRA, traditionally, we would charge fees on both accounts, right? Mm -hmm. Each account would have its own mm -hmm. um, assigned fee. Well, now we have the technology where we can do the calculation, but instead of taking the fee out of the IRA and the Roth IRA, we ask ourselves, wouldn't we want the money in the Roth IRA right, to grow mm -hmm. unimpeded? The answer is yes, almost always. 
So then we just we would charge both fees out of the IRA, which is more tax efficient. Right, and if you also had the, the choice to, to pay your fees pre-tax versus after tax, that that would be a, that would be great, right? Who wouldn't want to pay that with a pre-tax contribution? So I don't know who wouldn't want that. Yeah, it's a great idea. It's a great. So idea. you should ask your advisor, can I do that? Yeah. And I think most of them say, might say no. Yeah. But us, we say yes. Yes. Okay. So what are we getting for this fee? Yeah, I think that is important, right? Because a lot of people think of investment advisors as, you know, the people picking the stocks, right? But we like to take a, a, a bigger view of that and say we're not just here to pick stocks, right? We don't we don't really like doing that, but it's the financial planning, right? It comes back to what we think is most important, and, and we think that's the financial planning. Are you getting good planning advice? You know, investments don't mean much if they don't if they're not working towards a goal, right? Yeah, so we are your your CFP here, and we are not the CFA. We've talked about this many times before. So we want to partner with institutional strategists who I think you know do a great job mm -hmm. and do a better job than I would picking mutual funds or stocks or ETFs. Mm -hmm. And so we leverage those relationships uh, where we can have an army of CFAs on our bench working for us, and we can manage the managers. Mm -hmm. And so that's the investment side, but the financial planning side is sadly the area where most advisors, I think, and I don't want to be too general here, but mm -hmm. we see a lot of advisors not doing any financial planning at all. Like someone comes in and we say, well, have you ever, I see you're working with XYZ, can you share, us, share with us about the financial planning work that you did? And they say, well, we didn't do it. Mm -hmm. Right, and it's like, yeah. What would you say you do here? Okay, we're financial right. planners. I've seen even CFPs who don't do it. So uh, that's certainly one of the most important things. And we believe it's the number one thing that we can do to add value is being your financial planner, mm -hmm. not just the investment advisor. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you want your, your planner deciding if Coke or Pepsi is the better buy, right? You want them making sure that you have goals, that you're on track to meet those goals and that the investments are doing their part to, to make that happen. Yeah, so the other thing with what am I getting, right? They want people want to know, well, what if I have questions about my mortgage? What if I have questions about my insurance or a myriad of other topics? Mm -hmm. We like to say, "Hey, we're uh, we're your coach in your corner. We are basically on retainer for you. If you if you have questions about anything at any time, we're here for you." Okay? Mm -hmm. It's not like where you're where we're doing billable hours or we're saying we can't offer tax advice okay we can offer a lot of great advice mm -hmm. where other advisors are pigeonholed into saying we can't offer advice on these topics we can mm -hmm. yeah we can and and uh, and i also think that we have a nice referral network right of people that we can use and trust that are experts in the subject matter so if it comes to if it's a really detailed tax question that we're not the experts on uh, that's why we, we kind of have this, these connections and people that we know and trust uh, in those fields where we can refer refer out. Yeah, we have a, we have a, a deep trusted bench mm -hmm. in all these other industries as well. And so when I say we can offer tax advice, we're not going to do your tax return for you, mm -hmm. okay? but we understand taxes. And it, when we need specific answers, mm -hmm. then we get the CPA on the phone. Yeah. And the same thing you know, state with estate planning. Estate planning. And, yeah. mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and insurance as well. Mm -hmm. So what's another thing? Uh, I think personality. 
Yeah, I thought it was interesting. The article actually said you don't just pick your advisor based on if he's a nice guy, which is true. But at the same time, I think there's a, a big part that that plays in picking your advisors. Do you get along with them? Do you have common interests? Can you communicate with them? Mm -hmm. Can you have a good conversation with them? And are you comfortable with them? You know, do you dread going to the meeting because you're going to have to listen to, oh, he's going to drag on about whatever again, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, we just had a meeting a couple of weeks ago with the husband and wife, and oftentimes the wife skips the meeting, okay? And I'm aware of this, right? And he says, well, she doesn't like to come. So, you know, I like to, I try to make it fun for her, right? And when she left the meeting last time, she said, I'm really glad I came, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I know that next time she'll be more engaged because we did, we tried to, make it more more of a positive experience yeah. um, more engaging with her um, but like you said common interests um, being able to communicate communication I think you know is the number one skill for for an advisor being able to inspire confidence with the recommendation um, being able to have them understand right and, and right. want to buy into the plan right yeah and communication doesn't necessarily mean I call you all the time right it's are you as the advisor communicating in a way that your clients understand right everybody's got a different base of knowledge mm -hmm. and are you speaking their language right and are you making sure that they understand what you're doing and why you're doing it and how it relates to, to their goals but communication can also mean how often do we hear from you and we're not calling you every day okay mm -hmm. but we put out a lot of content like this whether it's the podcast the the video the weekly emails um, making it easy for for us to, to take questions, whether it's mm -hmm. with our new texting line, with uh, with email, with calls, our scheduling links, the sketch, always yeah, available to always available. Mm -hmm. So we're we're available anytime you want to talk. Mm -hmm. Okay, and oftentimes we hear from people. Well, we never hear from our advisor. We don't we, we don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know, so while to me. To, to some people, that might mean, well, hey, I, I need a monthly call. Well, to others, they just want to be available, right? right? And so it, it's, I think that clients should be, should be engaged, mm -hmm. okay? Right? You're not just handing things over and then never looking at anything again. Yeah. You know, we want it to be a two-way communication relationship, mm -hmm. right? And then I guess the other part is money personality. Mm -hmm. Right, so you know, some advisors they're more like um, a Dave Ramsey type, where mm -hmm. you want to be paying down your debt, and you want to recommend no debt in retirement. Or other advisors have the mindset of, well, you know, let's take out a home equity loan and buy stocks. Right, right? the right. opposite. Interest rates are low. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We can make more than three percent. Mm -hmm. um, other advisors are more aggressive when it comes to the investments where they want you to be more pedal to the metal all the time mm -hmm. whereas others are more conservative mm -hmm. right and, and they want to maybe own some of those downside aware strategies so we have this money personality and i think that it's it's important for that to be a fit as well mm -hmm. yeah i mean i think as the advisor you got to ask really ask the right questions to, to understand what the client's money personality is you know are they are they really a conservative investor and they but they think they're aggressive or are they you know vice versa right and it's, it's trying to drill in and make sure you understand that because it is um, it is a big consideration right 
I couldn't agree more. So uh, I think we covered it all, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, well, I guess that'll do it for episode 96. If you have a portfolio of over 500000 and you would like a second opinion on the investments, on the financial plan, or on the money personality, mm-hmm. right? Check us out at peakwm.com to learn more, and you can even schedule an appointment right there on the website. You've been listening to certified financial planner Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary Jim Pilot on the Finding True Wealth podcast, sponsored by Peak Wealth Management. You can learn more about Peak Wealth Management by visiting peakwm.com or follow on Twitter at nhopwood1.